Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and I'm so thrilled today to be talking about the movie I Want You Back. We are joined by director Jason Orley and actor Scott Eastwood. And Jason, I wanted to start by talking about the visual language for the film because, you know, one of the great things about making a rom-com is you have that ability to lean into some of the elements of the genre in the way that you're telling the story, the way that you're using the camera to frame the story. And at the same time, you also get to have the opportunity to have playfulness and find places where you're stepping outside of those genre conventions. And so for you, with the the cinematic language of this film where did you really want to absorb yourself into the romantic comedy elements based on some of the scenes in the script which really lend themselves to it and what were some of the spaces where you felt like you wanted to create that freedom to to try different styles and approaches you know it's interesting i think for me personally and this is just kind of the style like what i enjoy as far as like like with the camera and with the stylistic choices of making a movie my kind of mantra is that i'm shooting a drama like shoot a drama and then perform a comedy that's what i tell my dp like don't find the quirky place to put the camera don't like do like shoot it like it's real like you know like as real and honest and authentic as possible and then i think that helps sell the comedy and one when you have a premise like this that's kind of elevated and pushed it's kind of like this kind of fun you know uh farcical conceit if you will like you buy that more if if you believe the the world is real i think that like a movie that i like that is like as out there as that I reference all the time is Mrs. Doubtfire, where it's like they shot that like it was Kramer versus Kramer. And that's why that's why you buy this guy like Robin Williams in like dressed like that. Like so that for me is like as broad a comedy as you can get. And yet it is the most emotionally. So that's like was my North Star was like, how do they do that? How do they take a premise that's so pushed? Oh, they shot it. They, they made it feel so real and so honest. So in talking to my DP, my costume designer, like that's never where the comedy came from in this movie was the costumes was the camera work was that that was all going to come from just great actors who were real who were like embodying real people who were just funny people like so you know this movie is like supposed to be like your funniest friends going through breakups um and going through relationships and that was kind of uh my goal here was to create something that felt like oh these feel like my friends or i wish they were my friends you know and and not like these kind of like ridiculous over-the-top people and, 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 uh, and, you know, and Charlie had come, had, has so funny. And I think that, and not, not a knock on this, but it was important for me to separate him from his horrible bosses persona, you know? And so, and, and that movie does like the kind of like a great example of like a decision I made was in the basket scene with Scott and Charlie, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which was, I never wanted to put the camera in the basket with Charlie and have him like, Oh no, like have that, like that horrible boss's shot, you know, where he's like looking through the hole, you know, like it's all, I did that shot where Charlie gets in the basket and then Scott walks in the room and it's all in one take. You kept, it's like, that's how we'll make this feel like this is, could be real. Like this is a, a, like trying to do these broader moments in an authentic as way as possible. So that's, that's my, that's my camera spiel, which was, we never, we're never like putting the camera in a quirky place. Uh, yeah. It was always just trying to like be out of the way. You're not, you're kind of forgetting it's there. Mm -hmm. No, I really love that. And, and Scott, I wanted to start by talking about the first scene that you have in the movie, because we obviously come straight in in the middle of a breakup scene for you playing against Jenny Slate. And, you know, what becomes very clear that you have very little time to establish is the rapport, the dynamic between these two characters, the fact that the breakup isn't coming from some explosive event. It's not a malicious breakup. It's two people that still care for each other, but one of them just is in a different place now and looking for something different. Um, and so what were some 
some of the challenges that came with shooting that first scene and having to establish and set up so many of those elements in such a short space of time? Sure. I, I think that, you know, at least what I was aware of is that that scene, if you don't have compassion and you don't, uh, sell that scene correctly, you could come across as an asshole. And that would be the worst thing for the character because the movie doesn't serve that. It's not trying to set up uh, certain characters that, you know, we're trying to root for and certain characters we're not. We're, we're, we're you know, we're examining all the characters in, in a really smart way, a totally three-dimensional way. And if you felt like, for instance, my character was an asshole breaking up with Jenny, you, 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 you would feel like, why is she trying to get back with this guy? And, and then you wouldn't, some of the rest of the stuff in the film that happens later on between the two of them wouldn't make sense and, and wouldn't, you wouldn't buy. Um, and, and so that, you know, just, I think just making sure that that scene had a lot of layers to it and, and that you could really feel an emotional distress going on, you know, underneath and, and it being hard, you know, breakups are tough. I think breakups are tough on both parties, you know, and, and there, and there's a lot of nuance in breakups and it's not just how we see sometimes in the movies where there's a bad person and a good person. It's not black and white. It's a, there's a lot of gray area. You can love somebody and not, and know it's not right, but want the best for them and want to see them succeed too. And just, it, it be, you know, not the right thing. So I just think that just paying attention to, to, to that was important. I want to jump in and just say that to that question, and I've said this before, Scott had what I believe is the hardest job in this movie because you meet his character and he's dumping Jenny Slate, which is like, you know, which is like a very hard thing to do and remain and have the, have the audience still root for your love and your own love story and your own happiness. And so what he had, and, and, because Jenny is so lovable and so relatable that for Scott to be doing this thing, breaking her heart and, and, and then retain the audiences, you know, I, I guess keeping them on his side so that when he falls, finds his own love and his own happiness and his own joy. And Scott did that so well. And he threaded that so well. And, you know, he, he showed his, like the, the, like you said, the pain in what he was doing and like that, and, and Jenny forcing this out of him almost like, tell me why, tell me who she is, tell me all these things and having it not be the other way around where he was kind of like, you know, this is why I don't want to be with you anymore. She was kind of forcing the, forcing the, the issue. Uh, and, uh, and, and you, and you feel that. And, and I think that's why, that's why this movie works is because Scott was able to kind of convey those, those nuances throughout. Uh, and, and then at the end, when we get to be at his wedding, you know, it's almost this thing of like, God, Jenny, why are you ruining Scott's wedding? He's you know, he's such a great guy, you know. This guy's so good. We want him to win. So it's like you're almost like mad at Jenny for this plan of, of you know, of this of, of taking from this guy's happiness. So uh, that's what I just want to say that that was that not many people could have pulled that off, and, and Scott did an amazing job of it. And because that's that's the initial point that we're coming in and we're seeing the crux of that relationship at the end, um, but that relationship leads to so many plot points and so many motivations for characters as the film continues. Um, you know, did the two of you have conversations about 
alongside Jenny with like, what was the history of their relationship? What was the dynamic? Figuring out some of the details. Obviously we learned that they've been together for about a year and a half. So we get little snippets in the script. You know, how important was that? Or what were the character details that, that the two of you kind of really wanted to finesse and figure out before you started shooting? Uh, well, you know, you, you spend time with a person, you know, I wouldn't say we, you know, delve too much into quote unquote backstory or, you know, you, you, you can kind of do that yourself, I think, as an actor and show up with, uh, you know, there's a lot of different techniques to, to, to do that. You know, you can, you can use real life things in your own life or own past relationships to sort of pull from. Uh, I mean, Jenny Slate is, is, is so charming and, and so quirky and so fun. Uh, I think we get their kind of re their relationship, you know, and, 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 and in the script, it, 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 it assigns some of, some of the feelings about their relationship. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she's someone who really makes my character laugh and, 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 and she is just a, a very lighthearted, fun person, probably maybe at a time a little too lighthearted, you know, and, and that's, and then she goes through a growing a growing phase through the movie. Uh, but I don't know, you know, we, we didn't do too much of that examining, you know? Well, well, well I would, this is what I would say. I would say, I had, you know, we, we had an ensemble of six, of six fantastic actors who all had completely different methods and how they got to, you know, and, and there were some, and there were some that wanted that backstory. And I think with Scott, honestly, we, we, the conversation I had with Scott were all about honesty and authenticity and what he was saying in the moment. It was, the, all of our conversations were looking at the scenes on the page, not really talking about how we got there, but just talking about Noah, the character that Scott was playing. Would he say that? Would this feel authentic to him to the way that he was playing the character? What's he, what's he bringing with him when he says, the, you know, when he says this thing. So we were, there was a lot of, we, we, we did, we did a lot of read throughs and rehearsals. And so. I think that was, was more mostly, mostly between you and I, right. A lot, sure. lot, lot, lot more of that between you and I, you know, sometimes it's not, you don't want to do too much of that with, with the other actor because then you can lose some of that that spark the, those first few takes that you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what they're going to throw at you and you know you can feel alive but i think a lot of the pre-work you're right jason you know was, was conversation we had so so you know what you have coming into the scene you really know what what you know who the character is where you're going and then you can just be alive in the scene yeah, that's how I was. I would say it was, it was really line-based discussions. Why would I be saying this? Where am I coming from? Would maybe I could say it in a different way that would feel more true to me. Uh, and that was something that we did a lot, Scott and I. Yeah. And Jason, I wanted to ask you about the, the kind of comedy that follows from the breakups, you know, watching someone have an emotional breakdown at a kid's party or watching Jenny Slate standing outside of the restaurant on the street, you know, absolutely bawling. You're watching these characters go through turmoil and yet there's also a comedic beat to that as well, you know, but going back to what you were saying before, was there kind of an intention with that to be amusing with the idea of like, you're in a public space, you're around other people, there's nothing you can do. You can't hide away at, the, at this moment. Or was it kind of stemming back to what you were talking about before very much where you were just filming it as a drama and it's just the audience can take the comedy if they want to from those moments. Yeah, I'll say this. This was this was the conversation. And I don't take credit for much because Isaac and Elizabeth's script was so amazing. But that was one of the conversations that we had early on. Was that I think in a draft that I had read, um, Charlie and 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 
Gina, just Peter and Anne's breakup happened in their alone in their apartment. And I and I thought it, you know, just, just to kind of juxtapose the, the the brunch, that might be fun to put that at a at a birthday party to show the family stuff and, and to show Peter's like love of family and wanting wanting to be part of her family. So that was something and, and that was important to me. What what it's what it's just funny. A heartbreak is there's something funny about heartbreak. It's relatable. It's something that everyone's gone through. And so you can laugh at it and you can it's something you can like when you can share that. And then and the line between tragedy and comedy is so thin that I felt like, you know, the funny like these characters crying and, and sharing each other's misery, that's what to me what the what the heart of this movie is and what and um and so yes, that thing where you're trapped and it's public and it's you're trying not to cry. Yeah, of course. So that that was something that was uh that there's I was I was mining that for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and then with you know with your character Scott with Noah and Charlie's character Peter, the way that the two of them start to build a rapport, it's it's great to watch on screen because it almost feels like the two of them are having their meet cue and like little rom-com montage moment with one another in the way that that relationship builds. You know, and so for both of you I was interested in how you really wanted to build that friendship and and build that connection between those two characters, but also the way that that again kind of going back to the idea of genre that it kind of leans into that idea of it almost being like a little romantic comedy between the two of them as well on the side. Sure, it's a little bromance, I think. <laughs> Um, well, in this case, I was really lucky because Charlie Day and I were already friends. We'd already worked on a movie for many months together in, uh, in, in uh, Australia years, years ago. And we'd been on a big press tour and we'd done, you know, a lot of time together and we always hit it off. Him and I always had a good thing. Uh, and actually I, I punched him in that movie too. <laughs> uh, no, you know, it was pretty easy. Charlie's a, is a really infectious guy. He's, he's just, he's just, he's just good people and he's funny. And no matter what you throw at him, he's, he's, a, you know, he's a master at his craft. So he can take anything and it, it just makes working really quite easy. I'll say this, the first scene we shot of this whole production was the scene was all this stuff in the gym. That was day one was Scott and Charlie in the gym. And the first, the literal first scene was, uh, was them trying to get to him, trying to get him to take a shirt off in the, in the trainer's office. And uh, that was like, it was like, cause you're always scared coming to your first day of shooting a movie. Like what's, what's the chemistry going to be like between these actors? What's, what's the dynamic going to be? And, and how much of that are we like, how are we all making the same movie or am I gonna have to help people find the movie we're making? And it was a pretty immediate, you know, these two guys playing and, and Scott doing pop that shirt off and Charlie's like banging on the windows. And, and, and that was a scene that had a lot of, had a lot of improv in it. And not many scenes had a ton of improv, but that one in particular, because you just have two guys sitting across from each other, you know, kind of, and there's a, there's a game there. I'm trying to get him to take a shirt off. He's trying to talk about his ex and they found that game so quickly and they found the, the, the beats there so quickly and they found their characters that it really was like, wow. Okay. Like I was just going to stay out of their way. This is going to be, this made my job really easy and fun and, and all of their, and the, yeah, their previous, you know, working together, all the relationship that they brought to it. Uh, I'm sure added to their, to their great chemistry, but I always knew there's two, there were two relationships in this movie was, was Peter and Emma and, and Peter and Noah. Those were like the two kind of like the things we were balancing. And, and uh, those are the two love stories. Well, well to, to expound upon what you're saying, Jason, it, it was, uh, it was interesting because the first day you're still trying to find, I think you're still trying to find your character, you know, up until the first day of shooting and then even probably to the last day, but 
you know, for, for this character, at least the one I was playing, you know, there was times when my instinct was early on when I read the script and uh, I was trying to figure it out with you. You know, I was sort of like, well, is it, is he like burn after reading like Brad Pitt's personal trainer character? And then like, as I thought about it and like a closer to shooting, it's like, ah, that that might be too far where you wouldn't, where it, it would take the movie like out of the groundedness and, and make it like a too ridiculous character where you never believe that like Jenny should really end up with this guy or, you know, he could end up with his new gal, you know, like, and so, you know, the first day it's like, okay, am I going to make like some really like off the wall choices or am I going to rein it in a little bit and be, you know, a little more grounded? So I, you know, I, uh, you know, I think even to the, the very last second, I was like, ah, no, a little more grounded, dude. Just play him a little bit more grounded. Which was, which know? was probably, yes, which was the right answer. <laughs> and I yeah. think, and honestly, it's when I read the script and read the first few scenes, or read the first scene between them where he's like trying to get her, like your iron levels are low and eat my steak. And I was like, this could go other, this could go multiple ways. Yeah. And I was like, you know, like if this, uh, you uh, like, who's this guy that's like breaking up with a girl and telling her about her iron levels and it's like, and then, I started kind of thinking about friends I know who are gym rats and who were, and you know, who were really into nutrition and diet and different like diet, you know, diets and things like that. And, and they are real people. Like they're not like caricatures in the movie. And I was like, Oh, I've, I kind of thought about those people and how they deserve their own happiness. And they're not assholes just because this is something that they really care about the way that I care about, you know, the way that I don't care about that, honestly. <laughs> and, and the way that I care about, you know, what we're doing and what I, and what, what I love. So that was, I kind of was like, I kind of approached approach that. I think Scott did too, with like, this guy who just is passionate. Just sincere, like He's passionate so, and really so, wants the best yeah. for her, you know? He's so passionate about this thing that he does and this thing that he loves and, and this person that he's found that shares those things, that she's got her like social media stuff and she's ambitious and she's, you know, and she works out and she's like on this walk. And so like, I think that's, showing that he found his person that makes more sense for him was important. And, and, and the only best way to do that was to figure out who he is. So. Yeah. Like in a weird way, do you kind of think that that's almost his love language, you know, for him being like, I want you to eat the steak. I want to think, you know, I'm thinking about your iron levels is his, his way of being like, I'm thinking about you and I care about you and your well being. 100%. That you nailed it. That's kind of like, it's all about how different, these different characters kind of like show their love. And I think that, that the character of Noah's is like so specifically him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Jason, you were you were talking about that one scene with with um with Scott and Charlie being one of the few improvised scenes. And I was kind of surprised to hear that the karaoke scene um with Jenny and Charlie actually had a lot of improv in terms of them kind of coming up with new songs that they would sing in that moment and you kind of like having to flip through and see if they had it in the system because obviously that also involves music licensing rights. And so I was really interested in in the way that kind of that came together as a scene that had a lot of planning and certain things in place, but also having that freedom and that improv for, for a scene like that. Yeah, I mean, like I could tell you that like there were moments where I dictated, Charlie's like, try this song. And I'd say, Charlie, we can't afford the song. He's like, just try it. When it's great, then we'll ask Amazon to pay for it <laughs> he's like just try the song let me see what i'll you know and and then he did when a man loves a woman and he was eating the chicken wing and it's like two it's like one it's like 30 seconds of that and it's an expensive song but like it was such an undeniable laugh in the movie when he just brings the chicken wing to his face when he's singing that song that i was like oh god what are you gonna cut that you can't cut that <laughs> so 
but a lot of that song that we had like four songs and it was really my goal as a director like obviously it's like you can let the cameras go and just say be hilarious you know my goal was to make sure we were like okay remember you're trying to like sing to not cry you know you're singing to keep from crying you're singing to keep from like and so like making sure that all that heartbreak which that was still there as it wasn't immediately like we're in the stairwell we're crying we're so sad to like we're having the best time so like i think that my job was there like just to like okay talk about being single talk about breakups and all that stuff about getting on dating apps and dying alone came out they came out of that was like and that's all their improv that's all just charlie and jenny just being like joke geniuses right and but it was like making sure that we were on story when you're doing that it seems like that like making sure that the jokes are about the improv is about you know what they're going through uh and so that was kind of my charlie would throw out a song mammals woman and i would say all right now you're dating apps go and they would like do that so it was about it was like it was like bingo shooting that scene <laughs> another one that i found to be have a lot of three-dimensional to it was when she was, was when Jenny Slate sings at the uh, musical. And a lot of times like a musical number in a movie like this can kind of come across as campy and it can be, you know, a thing and it kind of, you know, you kind of take you out of it a little bit. And, and that, in, in fact, I didn't find to do that at all. I thought it was really emotional, which was, you know, the, it was ridiculous what was going on, but it was, it was like, tied to the truth it was tied to like her pain and emotion and what was going on and that's what made it like believable and kind of like suspended in like your disbelief in this in this musical number that that you know that happens during it so it, it really was there was a through line that just kept things really grounded and kept the truth and and that was that's what i like about the film and, and that scene could have really had, could have gone two different ways. It could have just been a great, funny scene on its own where she sings this song and you're like, oh, that's cute. That's funny. But what Jenny did was she took everything she was going through. <laughs> and like her character was going through up until that moment and, and like poured it into this scene. So she wasn't like, she wasn't just like thinking about what was happening in this moment. Oh, I'm singing a song. I'm on stage with a kid. She was taking the phone call she had just gotten from her ex and the fact that what was she doing here in this cost? Like, this is like, how did she get here? Everything that led to all these decisions that like led to her having to fucking do this. Uh, and she brought all that kind of pain and sadness and like awkwardness and, and, and made it this like cathartic, like cathartic song that was like, I was like expecting the, this will be funny and it'll be a funny set piece. And it was like, and then she started crying and singing and the, and the joy and kind of like in her face and, and I was standing the monitors like, oh, this is, this is going to be the midpoint of our movie, though. Like, the, you know, this, oh, it, was, it was great. And what's brilliant is it, it starts with the comedy as well, because she, you know, she kind of goes into it very trepidatiously. And then she's kind of making all these like off, offhand asides, kind of like, what am I doing? I don't know. Oh, 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 this is an interesting song, you know, and she gradually gets into it where she then reaches that emotional crux. So it still really kind of captures everything. And obviously there's, you know, the the humor of a small child duetting with her that's there throughout as well, um, you know? And so was that an intent as well to kind of like make sure that it landed at the comedy at the beginning, but then stepped into that emotional space that she found? Or was that also just so much about the performance that she bought on the day? I think all this stuff it comes from, it's like we're talking about, it's like, how do we buy this thing? Like, how do you like, this thing is so ridiculous. How do we shoot this in a way that you buy it? And I, and honestly, when we were, when we were casting that little boy, I was assuming that we were going to cast somebody like with his voice cracking, who was like a you know, like middle school kid who couldn't really sing. And was like, and maybe that would be the humor of the scene was that this kid's, you know, can't sing. 
And then this young kid whose name is actually also Manny, like our other actor Manny Sinter, uh, he just had this beautiful voice and it was so sweet. And you like felt his whole, he was like cared so much. And, and, and it gave me all these other emotions that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, Oh, the scene is that it's like, it, it, it so, so for me, it was, it was like, this could just be a silly joke or it could be this life affirming thing. And, and so, yeah, so it was that journey of this is awkward. What am I doing? Oh my God, this is a nightmare. Oh, this kid's into, oh, he's beautiful. Oh, he's got a beautiful voice. Oh, I'll sing. And I, and he's smiling at me and he's getting me into it. And then, and then, oh, I, I needed this more than anything in the world. And, you know, and this is, and then yeah. she's crying at the end. So yes, it was that every scene needed to have that kind of like, needed to have some kind of journey. So it didn't just feel like a funny joke that went on too long. Yeah. And and Scott, one of the scenes that I wanted to ask you about as well um, was for later in the movie, the proposal scene that you have, because, you know, it, it's a very endearing scene for your character because we're watching him kind of knowing exactly what he wants in that moment. And yet also the nervousness that comes with proposing to someone, no matter how certain you are, you know, it from her response, it's clear that they haven't had these conversations. He doesn't know if she's going to say yes or not in that moment, um, you know, and, and it also kind of felt like the, the words that he's saying, there's a little bit of spontaneity even for him and so how did you find the emotional crux of what you wanted that scene to be for him yeah I think you know you you, you kind of hit the head on the nail there there's you know I've never proposed to somebody but I can only imagine how nervous you would be no matter who you are it, it's a big moment it's it's uh you're you're pouring your kind of your heart out on on this on your sleeve a little bit there and and, uh, you know, wanted that to feel really grounded and, and not like a rehearsed thing that just came across as, you know, saying all the right things and, you know, hitting all the beats. And I found that it would, there would be a lot more truth in it if if you really let the, the nervousness and let the butterflies and and let that, you know, kind of honesty just kind of spill out and. Uh, and, and so that was important for me uh, to sort of have, have that feel like that. And I, and I think you talked about it earlier in the interview with Jason. It was a, it was a really fine balance that that scene ended up becoming um, a, a very, you know, a very dramatic scene. You would forget that you're in, that there's this guy in a basket and you forget that there's like the suspension of disbelief. And then all of a sudden it creaks open and you remember that you're in the comedy and you smile and you laugh. And it's, it's that combination of be, keeping it really grounded and, 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 you know, hopefully you invoke emotion out of your audience where they could almost be, you know, feeling like a little, little tingles of emotion. And then you, you're happy, you, you know, you have this big, ha happy, elated laugh because you forget that you're, you know, in, in, in a comedy as well. And, and 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 that's this the this the ba balance thing that that I think Jason, you know, had his vision and, and executed on, and and that's that's the movie we all, you know, kept kept trying to make. And Scott, you did that line. Am I screwing this up? During the proposal was a Scott line. You know, the the script the the, the scene was written like he's like kind of we talked about where it like is all the perfect things, you know. And don't get me wrong, Isaac after Carl Elizabeth Burger, if they can do any like they are like writing emotional speeches. You know, look at watch any episode of This Is Us. That is like no one can do that better than they they can. And I think what Scott brought to their beautiful speech was that nervousness and that line. That, and the one line that I think was on the script that Scott threw in there was that, "Oh my God, am I screwing this up?" 
I'm so like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, which really opened that, which really kind of like made you feel for Noah in that moment. Um, so I'll just say, yeah, I wanted to you know, give you your credit there. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, Jason, I wanted to ask you about, you know, the art of subtlety and keeping everything grounded throughout the film. So it's all about a very realistic human connection between all these characters at different points. And, you know, without even spoiling details towards the end, the kind of main romantic crux at the end is a very subtle moment. It's not about this huge gesture, you know, even even when Scott punches Charlie, it's, it's one punch and then they just walk away and they're they're going off and dealing with it in the world. It's not some giant brawl in the middle of the wedding on a boat you know, nobody falls off the boat in the end and there's a lot of moments where you could have you could have made the bigger choices but by having that restraint it has more emotional connect throughout the film and so what are some of the ways in which you really wanted to capture that yeah i mean just to talk about the end and the end of the movie and we can talk about it i guess i think you know i think that the truth is that i that it was important to me the thing that i really liked about the script and about this movie was that it was about friendship it was about finding connection versus finding love like they look, they think they want love. They think what they're looking for is like their soulmate. And what they end up with is like this great, you know, and I, this great connection with the, you know, and I think that for me being in my thirties, that's the fun, like becoming friends with someone and bonding with someone new in your thirties is like almost more difficult than like dating in your thirties, you know, like making a new friend is like much more rare. So for them to have the bond over this thing. And so I, I, as, you know, I, I think that having that scene where they're running to each other's arms and like, passionately kissing was for me not what their relationship was about what their relationship was about was this moment of recognition was like oh you're the thing i've been looking for and that's all you needed because you know what you know what comes next um and you know where that goes but the moment of recognition to me was the end of the movie was that was you know that was the most important thing uh because that's what this has kind of been building to not some not some big grand kiss but just just knowing that you're you're in the right place with the right person you, you look at you look at you know what your i think your inspiration and you kept saying it you know uh, you know we're making the movie when harry met sally that movie's this you know in a lot of ways it's 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 about a foundation a friendship foundation that they form and those you know i truly believe in life you know a, rela- a long-lasting relationship has a bedrock of, of a real friendship underneath it. And the passion can, can fly by night and it can burn out. And what's left is that bedrock. And if you don't have that, it's, you know, it's, it's really hard to grow with somebody, I think, long, long-term. And uh, just... I think that's what's so beautiful about this film is that it is it's it's about it's about finding that in not what you know in 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 these in in through like life through life you find these like friendships and they can develop into love and that's like a really beautiful thing and it's really subtle i also knew i wasn't going to be able to beat the final kiss of when harry met sally so i shouldn't even try (laughs) (laughs) that's true no, I mean, I completely agree with everything that, that Scott was just saying. And I think that's why the movie plays so well and really, really enjoyed the film. Thank you so much to both of you for taking the time yeah. to talk about it. It was a pleasure. Of course.